Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome back to the OEO podcast. I said back, yeah, because we're back. Two in a row. We are back in the groove. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. It's Bragley on Twitter. B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Follow me there. And if you want to hang out with my co-host, his name's Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. And I highly suggest you guys follow this um, just before any weekend, really, because he is a blast on the weekend. Unpredictable. Wow, yeah. card. What's up, wow, Brandon? Card. Man, um, transfer portal taketh, transfer portal giveth. Um, excited yes. to talk the big news that I'm sure everyone knows and that we were wrong on, but we did say big news was coming. I did. So yes. we, we are, that's just good PR. That's smart marketing, not smart marketing is having somebody from the opposing biggest rival, having him be on your podcast, but he's here with us because he's a good dude. Sometimes that's producer Seth. If you haven't already done it, you should do it immediately. Block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. If you're driving, just pull over and do it safe. But yeah, do it there. What's up, Seth? So you admit we're rivals? At least in football, right? But in basketball, yeah. You said I didn't it... say that we weren't rivals. I'm just saying that, like I'm not worried about Purdue. I just thought that, you know, from a basketball standpoint, IU had national rivals that superseded Purdue. And we're back, man. The likes of Kentucky and Kansas and Arizona and North Carolina thought they were, hey, that's their true rivals, right? Yeah, we would have gone two and two in that. We would have gone two and two in that this year. (laughs) But one of those people are too afraid to play us, Seth. They're too afraid. So, so real quick on that, there's nothing to do with this podcast. But I know, I know, Michael has a younger brother. I have two younger brothers. Do you have any younger siblings? I'm the baby. You're the baby. Okay, so that's probably why you don't get it. Um, because like the older brothers really don't care, right? Like it's rivals in the sense that you want to beat them, but like you, you'd rather have you know you have that nemesis in in your class or the older kid you want to beat or you know someone who everyone thinks is really good like that's who i think a rival is little brother is just like okay fine fine like you're gonna beat us you're gonna beat us you know a few times and that happens but i really don't care and ultimately it's good for you man we're family how's that bait taste brando oh gotcha gotcha with the bait (laughs) um Speaking of getting people with the bait, uh, we got you guys last week. We were just kidding. We were just kidding about Chance Nolan. We were just setting it all up for the big news that was coming the very next day. Literally the very next day. Um, we're here to talk about our new quarterback, Brandon. Let's talk about TJD 
Jr. minus the D. Yeah, TJ, right? <laughs> um, on Sundays, I root for TJ Watt. Um, you will hear all across Fishers now that you live closer to me. Um, Seth has to hear it every Sunday. Um, from my house, I'm screaming, let's go, TJ. Um, now I get to say it on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we get our highest rated uh, quarterback ever. It's It's been put everywhere, so everyone knows he's a top 200 kid, top 20 in his position. Um, wh- what was he in the state of Indiana? He had uh, to be number God, one. I, I think right he was here. three. I three, think so. Number, yeah. number I'll tell you guys in who Indiana. was in that. I, I can't remember if those rivals are two, four, seven. He was number like seven as a composite. Um, that doesn't count. Let's look real quick. Count. Hold on. Composite he was number trash. six on twenty-four-seven. So number six. Gotcha. So it's here's top- in the class. Um, this is a this is a dangerous name for me to do here, but um, Kianta Goodwin. He's an offensive tackle at Kentucky. Deshaun McCullough. That's enough. Um, Caden Curry, defensive end, Ohio State. Joey Tenona. When's Caden Curry coming? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he'll be here soon. Offensive tackle at Notre Dame. And then Brady Allen, quarterback. Whoa! So Brady Allen just slightly. He's ranked as a a 92, Taven a 91. You know, it it was close. It was close, but... Um, yeah, those are your top six. I mean, I wonder if there's anybody else that really stands out from this class. Not so really. did you read the scouting report? Do you want to give the skinny on the way this guy plays? Yeah, you want yeah I to? can. Actually, I would I would love to read um on, on two four seven. They do on, on kind of the top maybe five hundred kids. The Alan maybe? True. Yeah. Where they I do a, a scouting True. report on FG. The recruit sure. and they kind of compare him to an NFL quarterback. So he's ooh dang that was gonna be a Brando Rando question. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's okay, okay though. We can... Well, we can save it. We can save it. But I know the answer now. But we can we can save that. Either way, uh, from what I've seen, I've watched a decent amount of um highlight tape from him at Center Grove, and then um a couple things that those crazy Tennessee fans put up because you know they like get up into into trees and watch practice and stuff like that. So that was more Texas, wasn't it? Practice. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, but either way, when they're up there with their uh, sister, aunt, mom, watching <laughs> watching volunteers practice, um, they uh, they got a whole lot of highlight tape of him, too. So here's what he looks like. The dude can move in the pocket. He can run. Um, he has a quick release and has a quick mind. So he's not – he didn't really hold the football, um, at least from what I've seen. Now, granted, it's highlight tape. So – um, doesn't really hold the football really smooth. I guess I would say in both actions, throwing the football, it's almost like that, uh, kind of like a right-handed Michael Penix, real smooth, uh, just right quick wrist release. Um, but his running is, is what's impressive to me. The way his mechanics look when he runs the football just looks like an athlete, like he's not forcing, um, you know, like a choppy run or anything. So I'm excited and he's big. He's big. I mean, he's listed at 6'3", 200 coming out of high school, but he's he's definitely grown since then. I mean, if you look at him and TJD next to each other um, in the picture just taken this weekend, uh, he's he's not 6'3". So yeah. Seth suggesting 6'5", in the chat. So I think 6'5", probably pretty close. So That's yeah, what 24-7 what, says. Sorry. What I saw on his running highlights, specifically uh, the, the few games he ran at Tennessee, not shifty but he's got that straight line speed 
Yeah, he's not like Dexter. He's not he's not yeah. a run first quarterback. He is a pro style quarterback that has the ability to run when needed. I ha, who can you compare him to? And I don't want this is a stretch, so I don't want to do this. But I would say kind of and they're not the same, but I would I would say take Josh Allen into consideration. He's he's a passer, he's an overall good quarterback, but he can run the football, but he doesn't try to run first, if that makes sense. So if it breaks down, he'll run, and that's what we need. And he he does have straight line speed. I hope I hope kind of that that makes if he gets into open field, he can pull away from defenders. Right. But he's not going to stick his foot in the ground and make someone miss. He's not that kind of runner. I see. I see Seth. Seth is not in his head. Am I making sense to you, Michael, when I say that? Yeah. yeah 100%. Like if he if he if he breaks the pocket and there's no spy, he can boogie. Right. But he isn't shaking a middle linebacker. Right. You know what um, who comes to mind with that is uh, think about Ohio State's mo- more recent quarterbacks. The way when they get out of the pocket. If they can scramble out of the pocket, they they didn't make anybody miss. They didn't run right. anybody over. But the way that they ran the football is just smooth. Everything looks smooth. Big strides. Everything from uh, who was before Stroud. Who you know Fields, who he right? reminds he me like of? Justin Fields when he runs the football. You know who he reminds me of? Who's that? JJ McCarthy. Okay. Right, because like JJ JJ's got wheels, but you know he doesn't make anyone miss. Right. Yeah. They're both kind Justin of same people miss, though. Justin Fields filthy. I, I've yeah. said this on this podcast, but and, and and my other podcasts, Justin Fields is the best player I've ever seen live college college. Yeah. He's the best collegiate player I've ever seen live. Pretty good. Um, I saw Zeke. I did. I think that maybe who I think that's who I picked was Zeke. Zeke was a man amongst boys, though. Right. Like he's he's the seventh grader who looks like a junior. Right. Like Zeke was just physically mature. I mean, he wore his jersey like what's his name from uh, Little Giants. He looked like a uh, he looked guy, like Seth. I don't, I don't. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. From the Cowboys, the running back, assistant coach's kid. He looked like every Fiji at IU. I just wanted to get that <laughs> <laughs> that joke in. Buzz, Buzz, is that his name? Yeah, I think That's so. Thinking. It might be Buzz. Why don't you just use your computer and look it up? Um, but but anyway, back. So that's, that's how he runs. In my opinion. Um, I think that's going to be very useful. I don't think you can build an offense around it. Like you did with Dexter. Right. So like people that were wanting maybe Mike Wright from Vanderbilt or the kid that went to North Texas where it's like spike spike. There we go. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, but I'm happy about that. I'm happy. We're not going to a gimmicky offense where we're going to throw the ball less than 10 times um, because I think with that gimmicky offense, you can beat average or lesser talented teams. You're never going to upset anyone with that kind of offense, right? You, you, you just, you just never are. So I, I'm, I'm excited that we got a quarterback that can run a playbook and isn't limited to we're going to run five plays, 20 different ways. Um, so parts of like what you're saying is we're going to go back to the, we're going to go back to Walt Bell's offense, like his correct. normal offense. So yes. if, you, if you watch a good example of that, and I wanted to look up the stats and they're, they're probably a little bit skewed, but I would say some of the offense that we ran against Ohio state when Dexter came in, Dexter threw, I mean, season high, I think it was 19 passes in that game. They weren't great. 
threw two touchdown passes in that game, but he also ran 16 times. Those were, I'd say, the majority of those designed runs. Um, I don't think you'll see many designed runs outside of uh, a read option. I think you'll see the occasional, maybe a quarterback draw every now and then on a on a five wide set. But just the, I think that opens up your read, your zone read options on those. And then it also, it's going to be a totally balanced playbook. It's not going right. to be exactly like what you were saying, where Dexter, I would say was probably 80, 20, 70, 30 run pass. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so let's, let's go. Re- so what is Walt Bell's offense, right? I mean, they had the graphic in what, I think it was the Western Kentucky game. Maybe one other game was like, get it out quick, get it out quick. That's Walt Bell. Tempo, 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 tempo. That's yeah. actually not too dissimilar to what he ran at Center Grove. Rarely were there any routes over 40 yards. If he has a knock, it's his arm strength. He doesn't have the cannon that Joe Milton has, or, or even look on our own roster, right? He doesn't have the arm that um, Donovan McCulley has. Uh, Jeff Rabjohns on 24-7 kind of put both their scouting reports next to each other, and I think it was wonderfully done. Taven was really good at quick reads and short and intermediate throws. Donovan was really good at getting out of the pocket and bombing it deep. If Donovan had a play less than 20 yards, he was running it. He wasn't checking it down. He wasn't hitting the third receiver coming over the middle. He was either bombing it 40 yards or running it 20. Taven really played in sort of a Walt Bell esque offense um so that i think that the fit to use an overused word is what i like the best about this okay well let's talk and and there we don't know anything i mean like last week we talked about really knowing something um and then we fooled you guys and told you <sighs> something else that we already knew was right but um let's talk possible qb2 but before we do that Brandon, I got a good question. Okay. I thought about this. Hit me with your best shot. If we think that we've filled the quarterback position, what's next? And have we filled it as far as importance? What's the next most important position? And have we filled it yet? And I've got an answer. I've got an answer on what I think it is. Cool. I mean, I think it's it's still it's still QB2. And I don't think it's Chance Nolan now. He only has one year left. Unless Taven isn't expecting to start, which I think if Tom Allen could have sold him that, that's amazing. If Tom Allen sells him that, Tom Allen's the best salesman, then I need to go hire him. Um, but I I think Taven came here with a promise to start. I would love a bridge quarterback. That would I think would be the best. I think we probably get one coming out of spring ball, right? A guy who knows he's a number two or knows he's a number three at a bigger school, and he just wants to come in and compete, right? Like a Jack Tuttle situation where he knows he's going to be QB2, and he's okay with being QB2 because he's you know tired of his old school and wants a new school. So I actually don't think the QB2 situation, when spring practice, like the last spring game, early April, mid-April? It's around April, yeah, yeah. April-ish. So, yeah, I, I don't think we have our QB2 until probably April or May, right? I think this is going to – I think this is going to 
drag out a while. So who starts on the opposite side in the spring game? So if you're assuming Sorsby. that, Sorsby. okay, mm. okay, could be Lowry. I mean, you, you, you split Lowry. them with the second team, right? I mean, I think that's it's an open competition for QB two, right? Yeah. right? Whatever that means. But you cannot go into the season with three quarterbacks. That I mean, we we talked on this podcast about the curse. Yeah. What if um just trying to look who's the top rated quarterback that's still available? Let's just we don't Spencer even have to look it up. Sanders. Spencer Sanders. I, I, okay. I, I have it pulled up. So let's say Spencer Sanders wants to come. You you don't take that, right? No. No. Okay. No. Just double checking. All right. My answer is defensive end. A pass rushing defensive end, somebody that can put pressure on from the edge. And I do think we filled it so far with Andre Carter. So the transfer from Western Michigan. Um, Though again, to not not to be a walking billboard for uh, pigs, but we have seven more scholarships. Um, if if CO comes back, eight scholarships. If CO doesn't come back, um, Matt Weaver put down uh, a great article. I won't steal the whole article. Um, but the number two position that he saw that we would go out to get quarterback was number one. Um, and, and edge rusher was, was number two. So yeah, um, if they want to fill that direct McCullough. So he, he said wall. he wouldn't be surprised if there's two more edge rushers. Okay. Okay. One, yeah. one in high school, one from the portal. He said that would be the ideal balance. Um, like I said, go go read the rest of the article. He 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 lays out seven position groups and and how many and how many of those seven or eight scholarships. It's a great article. Go read it. But yeah, I mean you weren't wrong. It's it's quarterback and, and edge rusher for so, sure. And I did not read that. Um, so just to give I forget where I was going with that, but it's fine. What I was gonna say was like, you know, a lot of people they see AJ Barner leave, they see Jack Tuttle leave, they see McCullough leave. Um, you know, they've got a top eight like the top eight transfers in and out and four in are higher than the three that are out. So McCullough is out, but Andre Carter's in same exact ranking on the transfer, by the way, both four stars, both 93s. Um, AJ Barner's out. EJ Williams, the wide receiver from Clemson is in and then Jameer Johnson's in, but then Chris keys, they've got listed at six Jack Tuttle at seven, but then Max Longman, the offensive tackle transfer from UMass. Uh, must have got a bump, Brandon, but he's bumped up to an 84 on the transfer. Two-year starter. Two years to play, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, I do think offensive line it would be the next one in line that I do not think we've still filled. I think that we can – I don't care how highly rated they are. Just get me a body. So, so I mean, I, I brought it up last week. We still have two more recruiting cycles to go through. Yeah. We have final – we have final – um signing day and then we have after spring ball so don't i would i'd be shocked if we took more than two or three guys in this late signing period right and then i think we have five spots left open for after the um after spring ball there's there's gonna be tackles that get jumped right there's there's gonna there's going to be a freshman that get over recruited Right. Uh, or underclassmen, they get uh, uh, get over recruited. So I'm I think of our roster sitting at 80 or 81 after this final signing day. I'm comfortable with that number. And we're at 77, 78 
depending on what CO does right now. So. Yeah. All right, let's do anything. If we've got anything quick, I just went through uh, a couple of the newer quarterbacks that have entered the transfer portal to try to see if there were any ties at all to IU and maybe if they would be an option. Um, I've got two, and I, they're literally just picking them right off the pile. Jake Garcia transferred from Miami, Florida, Miami. Um, the only reason I picked him was because he was the newest one uh, as of today, I believe, or yesterday. Um, and IU offered him out of high school. So there's a tie there. He's out of Loganville, Georgia, which we recruit pretty well. Um, four-star transfer. I mean, a four-star kid out of out of high school. But, you know, we've we've seen what Miami transfer quarterbacks can do for your football program, and it's not very good. Um, right, Seth? Robert Marv, baby. He was, <laughs> what, the Mr. Football. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Purdue transfers, Michael Alamo? Alamo? Yeah, I mean. Jersey boy. The only tie-in that we have here is that Brian Don from 24-7 compared him to Nate Sudfeld. That's it. So maybe somebody like that, you know, coming from a lower tier program, um, could step yeah. in and and maybe be a backup quarterback. I I think our QB2 isn't in the transfer portal yet. Okay. Okay. I'm just guessing, just reaching. Right. Just trying right. to find something. Um, because there's not a whole lot to talk about other than the you thing we to... didn't talk about last time. Yes. Yeah. Was, I think this was a big talk, big topic before Taven in the transfer portal. This was all the message boards and Twitter and Indie Star did. I don't know how Seth and your Purdue boys can say the Indy Star is an IU butt kissing, but um, Indy Star wrote an absolute trash. I think it was Greg Doyle that wrote it, or the other. Probably he's lazy and just oh, I hate IU football, and then I love IU basketball. We're back. <laughs> so, but yeah, let's yeah. talk about it, Michael, because I I got, of course, I got thoughts. Well, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I, I mean, I don't care, and I'll tell you why I don't care. Um, what I'm, what we're talking about is, is the possibility of canceling the Louisville contract, um, where we play at Lucas this upcoming season, and then I believe, I believe it's, it doesn't matter, but I believe it's at Louisville and then Bloomington the following seasons. Um, yes, and Seth <laughs> typed into a chat. Brandon and I were kind of pregame reading uh, one of the Louisville sports radio articles or something, and they referenced the fact that, oh, maybe they're scared of Jeff Brom, who's four and one against the Hoosiers. And then they they took out a stat of the last two games that he's played against IU against a walk-on quarterback and a quarterback that was killing his team until he killed himself. Um with a total score of like 71 to 24 in the last something, some odd games. But again, they were getting beat last year. Had we not had that not happened, but um, either way, they bought, they brought that up. I, here's my thought, Brandon. I don't care if we play them. It's fine. I don't think they're that good of a program. It's going to take them a few years under Brom to get anywhere, I think. But the ACC is going to hype their ranking up, so they'll get the ACC bump on the ranking and everything because the ACC is trash. But um, the the guys are distracting me <laughs> in the chat right now. I did not mean that he like he didn't. Yeah, just moving on. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Dexter, I love you, bud. Um, so here's my thought on it. I don't care if we play them. If we don't play them. It's got to go full cupcake, Brandon. Full cupcake. I'm talking like, uh, 
I don't even, I don't even know where to go. Like central Connecticut state, like it's got to go full cupcake. And the reason being is we play nine big 10 games every season. And so why not take the Alabama, the Auburn, like whatever model and go full cupcake. So, um, what, what did Michigan do, uh, this year in football, Hawaii? Oh, where did they go? You want me to, yeah, they, they went, they got lost to the, the they made it to the college football playoff, right? Yeah. They played Colorado state who went three and nine. They played Hawaii who went three and 10 and they played upstart plucky Yukon that ended up going to a bowl game, but is still freaking Yukon. Yeah. And they were all at home, right? The first five games of their schedule, I think, were at home. So how can little Purdue man or Greg Doyle guy or Brom butt kisser say, well, why are you as soft for not playing Louisville? No, dum-dums. The recipe is to get to a bowl game. Yep. That's it. That's all that matters. You're not, we're not scared of Brom. We're not scared of TV rankings. We're not trying to play cupcakes. You play cupcakes. You don't play for the fans. The fans are going to get excited to go to a bowl game. You know what fans are going to get mad at? If you go five and seven and don't make it to a bowl game. They're going to care way more about that than, well, we went five and seven, but we played Louisville because we're tough. We played Jeff Brom because we're tough. That's not how college athletics work. You dumb dums. Yep, that's right. Sorry, Seth and I were having a chat making fun of you. Um, yeah, totally agree. Seth, do you have any thoughts on the contract? thing it's not a big deal nobody knows what's going to happen no i mean it's one of those things you got to scramble and yeah the obvious thing is to you have to pay money then to bring somebody else in a million louisville here's what louisville wants they will cancel the contract from what what i understand louisville will cancel the contract with iu if iu plays the the neutral site game uh this year and then iu pays louisville which doesn't make any sense pays louisville a million dollars for the two remaining games. So $2 million total, a million dollars per game. So, um, yeah, don't agree with it. I think we keep the contract. I think it goes all the way through. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to wait until six weeks before Notre Dame and 33 or 2030, whenever we, we shouldn't have them. done that either. Get out of that one. No, that's stupid. That one. That's a recruiting. That's a recruiting piece right there. No, that's good. That's, that's Smart. fake. That's Look fake. what Cincinnati did to him. Look what Cincinnati did. That to is him. stupid. I I was really excited when we got the Notre Dame contract. We've got and a now, few years. Got and few now years to get up. I've seen the blueprint that I mean, look at Alabama. I said that. Right? Oh, you guys are making fun of me in the chat, so I had to catch up while you were talking. Um yeah, nobody plays a tough non-conference. Playing Notre Dame is dumb. It's stupid. I like it. I I dig it. And it gives you, I mean, we've got what, eight years? Not eight years. We've got six years or something like that before we actually have to play them. So get the program up, get out of these divisions so we don't have to play, you know, two college football playoff teams every single year. So um, 
and we, it might be three when USC joins. It yeah, might true. be three. True. Because um, they would have been in. They would have been in if they didn't blow it. They would have been in over TCU. Well, that's the whole point lost. of the game, there, Brandon. You gotta, you gotta win more than you lose, or or don't lose as as many as the other guys. My point is, you play in the Big Ten, get wins. Gotcha. We get the Brandos, Randos. No, we, the Brando, oh, we gotta do the. We, do that, we gotta, yeah, yeah, we gotta do we the boring the, part. We gotta do the boring part. Yeah, Monon Track Club. That's what I'm talking about. You guys already know the deal. I'm not even gonna do it. How about that? Thank you to our listeners. Thank you guys for listening to that entire promo. Um, I know that you guys skip through it anyway, so I'm probably gonna screw you up. So I'm just gonna keep talking. Da, 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 da. There you go. Hey, I'm still here. Uh, they're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. LEO10 at checkout. Again, everything will be in the show notes um, for your websites and promo codes and everything else. Check it out. Get yourself some gear. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Nothing your significant other wants more than a Monon Track Club swag bag. You got to make your own, but they just do it. LEO10. All right. Randos, Randos, what's up? So this past weekend was fun. I don't remember refreshing Twitter, refreshing oh, Pig's message boards. The commitment. I was like, like that in, in like ever for IU football. So my question is, is that what like, is that what recruiting actually is for like Alabama and, and Texas and, and stuff for Clemson, right? Like, are you guys, are you guys on your seat waiting for, for prospects like that to pop or you better stop saying four. We ain't getting nothing but not, but five star down here in Alabama. One, two, three, four, five star Alabama. Anytime I wake up, got five star. I don't take no Twitter, Twitter run by that Elon Musk. <laughs> no. So they don't do that stuff, but no, I get what you're saying. No, I think it's because of the sheer frequency of how often they get these recruits. And a lot of them just like, I mean, if you're Georgia, some some recruits will just show up there without even having to be recruited. So I, I think there's, because of the scarcity, I think it, it amps it up a little bit more. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't it their running back? And maybe you guys will remember this from if you didn't stop watching the national championship that they were talking about. I think it was their starting running back or or somebody pretty important. Maybe it was Brock Bowers. I can't remember who it was, but um, they were like a three star, not really getting recruited by anybody too big. And they were sending they were literally working out every single day, taping them and sending them to Kirby Smart, like literally being like, please recruit me, please recruit me. And then got in. And now they just want to, you know, they destroyed somebody, ruined an entire program on national TV. But um yeah, that stuff happens, but it doesn't really happen so much here. It will with my kids, but, you know, <laughs> whatever, dude. They're walking scholarships. It's all good. Yeah, they are. I've seen, seen Beckett throw football, now shoot a basketball. Yeah. Kids a stud. Yeah. Um, next question is, when you guys play NCAA 14 mm-hmm. and you're trying to build a program, right? So early seasons, not when you're – Got all 99s and you're a 99 overall. But when you start building, what are the teams you're scheduling in non-conference? Oh, I go big because I play all the games. 
I don't simulate them, so I go big. I think it helps with recruiting. So I'll go Notre Dame, uh, like Oregon, so I can play at Alton. And then I'll throw in, just for a stat stuffer, I'll throw in like an FBS Midwest. Yeah, so like uh, that's what I do all FCS. FCS I, Midwest, sorry. I'm, I'm F- FCS everything in, in my non-conference. Because I want to win the Heisman, right? Oh, like I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I have a thousand yards offense. I like to tell stories. I like to tell a story. This guy just came out of nowhere. Not like, not like you know, Dexter Williams all of a sudden wins the Heisman next year. Like not Dexter Williams had a good year the last year. Maybe he'll he'll squeeze in, and then he squeezes in and he just dominates everybody the following season because he's got like three ninety nines. Seth, no. The first year, I'll definitely schedule like three Sun Belt teams just so I can have. I don't. I think the FBS or FCS teams are cheating. I think that's. I think I'm above that. You know, it's like playing on like varsity level. Like you gotta, you gotta step. No, your you're always playing bit. on. Heisman. This is why you you're always him. playing on Heisman. You're playing on Heisman like, no matter what. Yeah. Um. What a jab. But in year two, I definitely put in like three teams that are ranked in like the mid twenties, so that it'll like kind of fake boost my BCS rating. Yeah. So one of the big things that I've learned is that if you play against the teams that you that you think, you know, I'm assuming you guys create a prospect every year, or every couple of years, or like whatever. No, you don't. I, really. I've never created you know, a prospect. Dude, you guys. So first off, you should because you don't. Never in my 20 years of playing NCAA football have I ever. I have created. a couple of times, but no, you not should, either. and they are hard to get. They are hard to get unless you are like fully established, and you are like you've won a couple national championships like in a row. Like then, yeah, maybe they're a little bit easier to get, but they are not easy to get at the beginning. And what you do, what I do, is that like that's why I scheduled Notre Dame because if you're an Indiana person or whatever created on that team, you're are on that game, you're automatically already interested in Notre Dame. And then I'll play Notre Dame. We already play Purdue. I'll play like Ohio State or not Ohio State. We already play Ohio State. I'll play like uh, Alabama and some other like Georgia maybe or something. Just so no. if you beat them, it actually does help you. In you schedule like a Mac team that got ranked at the end of the previous season. So they're like 23rd. So you get like Western, a 23rd ranked Western Michigan. You get like a 24th ranked App State and you put them early in the season, but, but they're because they're like an 83 and they haven't had a chance to lose to anybody else yet. So you get the credit for the ranked win. It's a total hack. I swear it works. No. And so I don't know what you guys do, but like say you'd say you take over an IU team, right? You redshirt all your good players, so yeah. you're like a seventy. Oh, 100%, 100%. So you're like a that seventy. That first year, you're garbage. Yeah. So you're you're scheduling FCS. You're still scheduling Sun Belt when you're a seventy overall playing in Heisman. Yeah, maybe you guys are just better at the game. You go, if you go like one and eleven, they won't fire you, and then you just spend all your time recruiting, as you get like a couple eighties, try to get a quarterback and a running back. A mobile quarterback and a running back. Always, always. And that's you always it. And then you just figure it out because the blocking doesn't really matter. Yeah, you just get scrambling quarterback. You get the quarterback that runs a 4 4 no matter what. Um, anyway, we can stop talking about this. We just disagree. IU should schedule all freaking cake blocks while we're building a program. We can schedule Sunbelt teams when we're better. We actually don't schedule Sunbelt teams because they upset everybody. They're pretty good. In, in, in like actual football. Maybe the schedule App State, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, Mac, maybe Mac schools. Mac schools. Well, not Bowling Green. No, we not. Anyway, away. Not my, away. my last, this is getting away. Uh, um, My last Brando Rando 
is um have you guys seen this 80 for brady yes trailer. Uh, i heard about it today just heard about it today it looks fantastic that's what they said <laughs> yep yep it looks so good Sally fields is in it it literally every like there's some big time actresses in that right yeah no i mean yeah, it's Jane everyone Fonda. Uh-huh. Jane Fonda. Now it's about if I if I heard this right and was paying attention right, it's about four women that like followed Tom Brady around, right? Or like kind went of. to all of his games or whatever, and like no, they've never seen Super him Bowl. play. No, they've never seen him play, and they want to, you know, before they go, they want to go see Tom Brady in the biggest stage. Oh my god! Um, they've only, they've only missed like seventy five other opportunities, but. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, go to YouTube, watch it. It is hilarious. And I'm I'm not going to go to the theaters and see it. But as soon as it comes out on streaming, I'm watching it like the first weekend it comes out on streaming. It looks so good. Speaking um, of hold on before I forget. Speaking of Tom Brady, I heard a stat of the day today. So it's it's not really his. It's not about Tom Brady, but it's about the Cowboys. The Cowboys won their first road game. For the first time since Tom Brady started Tom Brady's entire career, plus Carson Wentz's career. That was I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So like that has to be legitimately 90s, late 90s. Was oh, it maybe their oh, oh. maybe the Super Bowl run against the Steelers? Yeah, don't care. We have more, <laughs> we have more Super Bowls, it doesn't matter. Um is that really seriously? You're, you're gonna dig a. You're trying to try to dig. I just. I was trying to figure out the last. You're time a Colts we... fan, bro. You're <laughs> yeah, a Colts dude, fan. And you're swinging. We're rebuilding. Rebuilding. You're gonna get Derek Carr or yeah. Will Levis. Either one. Oh, you guys no, are no. effed. No. Um. Uh. Who wins more games at their respective programs? Brady Allen or Taven Jackson? Hmm. I'm going to go Tate. Well, I'm just biased. I was Taven Jackson. Just because it seems like... I'm trying to think of like the last good scholarship quarterback. Was it Kyle Orton? It's walk on or bust at uh, old stinky U. I was there today, dude. I saw robots. They have robots on the sidewalk. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know what they were, but they scared the shit out of this girl and her dog like when they were walking like this robot was don't just... watch don't watch the most recent boston dynamic video saw they it. put out today we saw it today it was uh, terrifying. we are screwed mm-hmm. we are super screwed yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to worry about playing notre dame in 2030 nope, we're gonna all gonna be, be around or they'll all be names. robots yes correct yeah. we'll be cheering water boys that's right uh, seth what were you gonna say I, what's the question? I am so confused now. Robot Who will win? Austin or Brady Allen? As a starting quarterback? Yeah. Obviously, uh, you have to start the game season. to get a win. Yeah, it's not Allen because Card's starting for two years. Oh, yeah. So from right, sheer opportunity, it'll be leftover Davis. Texas, that's right. All right, um, all right, all right, all right. If, oh, just, sure, you're taking you're taking the volume approach. Who part of be- me hopes Card gets beat out, but I just I think they're going to give him every single opportunity to start. Who will be more important for their program, Brady Allen or Taven Jackson? Why does Brady Allen come back if he's not going to play? Dude, your guess is as good as mine. But I know Ole Miss just landed the stud from LSU. Yeah. The one uh, Walker, that just, Howard, the one that, Walker Howard, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the what? 
the guy that was just a quarterback against no the guy that uh like the dance with Kelly. Kelly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did yeah. the weird the guy spinning got camera. Gr- gotcha. Grounded on, grinded on. I don't know how to verbalize that. Grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Grinding. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, It just depends. I think that the bigger needle mover potentially would be Davis just because, I mean, if he, if he turns him into a seven or eight win team, that's Davis. Monument. He doesn't have a Davis. Jackson. Who? It's just Jackson. It's just, yeah, there's no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a bigger culturally move of the needle. So I think that would probably have a bigger legacy move. Cause even if Brady Allen wins eight or nine games, that's just another Purdue quarterback. <laughs> oh, Daryl Hazel. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. That's it, right? It's a Sean Robinson that's it. anymore. That's all I got. Let's yeah, get right. into his. All right. Let's get into your sack. What do you got, Seth? All right, so um, let's talk Kevin Warren for a little bit. Mm, yes, the Arlington Heights Bears. The Chicago Land Bears. Um, the Bears of Arlington Bear- Heights. Oh, God. We're in beautiful suburban Arlington Heights. Can they do um, a Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Thing? Yeah, Can I don't know. Like, Chicago Bears of, of Arlington, Arlington Heights. Heights. That's, That's exactly what it'll be. That's how exactly he, it'll be. Aside from moving the team to Arlington Heights and probably putting a dome stadium, um, just because that's ridiculous. Um, how else is he going to ruin my beloved Bears? Oh, you're trading Fields and the number one pick. <sighs> no, not now. <sighs> they were going to, but not anymore. Not now. They're fine. They're not Field, Fields is going to be a top five quarterback someday in the league. Yeah, he'll be fine. That, Fields, that was, Fields that is be, incredible. So the smart move. If Lamar can, if Lamar can win an MVP, Justin Fields is a better quarterback oh, yeah. than Lamar Jackson, but who also might be the Colts next. Kevin White's and stuff like that, though. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Warren sucks, bro. You're gonna ride this roller coaster, and this yeah. roller coaster only goes down. So here's the argument for Seth, and I don't even know if you've heard this. Here's the argument for trading Justin Fields: is that you just draft Bryce Young. And you reset restart your the rookie cap. contract. Yep, yep, I know. Um, so the Bears haven't had a quarterback since 1965. So why are we gambling? That's the only like. Why do all of a sudden we think that? Oh, this one's got potential, and let's go ahead and scrap him. Start the clock all over again. Doesn't make any sense. Just it, build around it. Build around him. You've got a good running back. I think you have one good receiver, a decent tight end, and it should be a good quarterback. But how about you build an offensive line around him? So I was going to say, and if you're going to run 40 times, you better have a Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman or two. Yeah. Okay. How did this turn into a, a Brando's Randos? Well, here's the, other, here's the other twist on this is uh, between the Bears, Colts, and the Steelers, who has the best quarterback next year? Oh. Or rank the quarterbacks next year? Because I know you're going to say Fields, Brandon. Yeah. But the invisible quarterback for the Colts, the unknown, Kenny Pickett. If who's he's, two and if three? His head is together. Um, oh, it's it's definitely it's definitely Fields. Then a big gap, and then Kenny Pickett, and then another massive gap in whoever the Colts. If unless the Colts can somehow get C.J. Stroud, who I think could be pretty good. He is Ohio State quarterback. 
CJ Stroud could be you pretty good. You just talked about how good Justin Fields was. I was no, there's no way he's, after having not, no Ohio State quarterbacks, they produce back-to-back pro quarterbacks. There's no way, right? CJ Stroud isn't even in the same galaxy. Did you Justin see Fields. what he did not to that even in defense. the same galaxy oh as Justin Fields? Um, but I do feel like CJ Stroud could be pretty good, but they're not going to get CJ Stroud, right? They're going to get Will Levis, who will be a bust. Or they'll get Bryce Young, who's my height. And I am a short person. I'm not short. I'm USA average five foot nine. Bryce <laughs> Young is as tall as me. He is as tall as me. Okay. That's, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Or you're gonna take, the Bears are taking Anderson. Bears are taking Anderson. And then you get Young going at to one. I, yeah. Who else are you going to take in one? You're going to take the okay, uh, well, Paris we're Johnson? We're not trading? Okay. No. We need picks. And then so whoever's at three doesn't need the the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Stroud falls to the Colts. So yes, they do. The Texans take a quarterback. <laughs> are you crazy? The Texans are taking Bryce Young. They they don't want Bryce Young. I'm telling you right now. They're taking Bryce. Well, then they're dumb enough to take Will Levis. But either way, it doesn't matter. It is field a slight difference just because he's a true freshman, true rookie for Stroud. And then I'm not even sure Kenny Pickett knows how to get to the facility anymore. With the amount of concussions that he's had with that stupid haircut, but I I guess he's on the list somewhere. If he can find his way to the facility to actually make it onto the field, then we'll put him on the list. We'll see. That was a good question, Seth. Thank you. How the hell do we stretch this into 45 minutes? I don't know, but we need to be done. And with that, you guys need to check us out on Twitter. It's at podcast LEO. Be sure to download, rate, review, follow us on all of our platforms. Um, that's really the only one that you guys need to follow us on. Other than like, I don't know if you want to give us like a SoundCloud. We get a that. random follower on Facebook like once a week. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. Follow then, us on our ring cams. Don't do that. No. Mm-mm. You're just going to see a lot of Amazon packages. <laughs> mm-hmm. One every day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm not bitter about it at all. No. Um, and then she just does she just throw the box in the garage? Doesn't break it down. Just throws the box in the garage. No, it box. sits next to the recycling. Honey, can you take out the recycling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Dining, dining room up. table. Oh, that yeah. never gets used. But I don't we think I was going to say have... I don't think I've ever actually seen your dining room table. I think it's just been covered <laughs> in your wife's laptop and packages every time I go over there. Um, Got cleared for two Thanksgivings, I think. That's about it. Nice. Two Thanksgiving. Split right, we got to cut this off. She's coming okay. out. She's she's coming in here. We got okay, to go. We gotta go. Right, we'll talk to you guys next week when we do <laughs> something else. Uh, until then, love you guys. Elio. 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 You said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.